0: Hi, Chris Bellaton here. Welcome to my podcast, where I hope to inspire you to transform the world within you and transform the world around you. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Well, welcome to Cultural Catalyst, where we teach you how to live fully live, co-labor with God, and change the world. I'm your host, Chris Bellaton. And today, I have my very good friend, Karen Gar- Dr. Karen Garnas, I'm sorry, I never call you doctor, do I? That's fine. Dr. Karen Garnas, She is a neurologist, and I got to first tell the story of how I met you. Right. So many years ago, uh, Kathy had some symptoms for like four or five years, uh, and I, I personally had a strong feeling that it was that she that she had um, oh my gosh Parkinson's that she had Parkinson's, mm-hmm. and so um, I was in Taiwan, and she went to see a neurologist. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oh, why don't you wait till I get back from Taiwan and we'll go together?" Because I was like, "This could be a shock." And she goes, "Oh no, I'm going to go." And so, three o'clock in the morning because of time difference. Three o'clock in the morning, I get a phone call in Taiwan. I'd just been there one day. When I pick up the phone, she doesn't say hello. She says, "My life is over."
1: Wow.
0: And she's sobbing.
1: Yeah.
0: And am you know, of course, I'm sobbing. Yeah. And so I text the senior, our senior leadership team, and I said, "Please pray for Kathy. Like this is the circumstances and." Our good friend, Paul Manwaring, who you evidently knew, right. Uh, wrote right back. And he said, here's Karen Garner's phone number. She loves you. Call her. She'll help. So I gave it to Kathy thinking I almost always have to convince her to do anything. She's like, I don't <laughs> want to inconvenience people. But she called you. And she called me back. It was It I actually think it might have been the next morning. And she, and she was on the phone, and she said, I'm going to be okay. Karen has seen many supernatural healings. She's seen great breakthroughs in science and I'm going to be okay.
1: And Hope is that was my
0: introduction to you. Mm, what yeah. a crazy journey. <laughs> so, let's talk a little bit about you. Were trained at Mayo Clinic. You were working at Mayo Clinic, right?
1: I trained. I'm originally from the Midwest, from North Dakota. North Dakota. North Dakota, little prairie girl. There's
0: a few people that live there still.
1: There's quite a few. Wonderful people that live there. And yes, at a very young age, I decided I wanted to be a doctor. And uh, through the grace of God, I ended up going to the Mayo Clinic for my medical school and University of Michigan for residency back to Mayo and uh, fell in love with the neurosciences. I I think all along I've loved mystery. It's really kind of figuring things out and, and been very comfortable with mystery. Yeah. And there is so much that's yet to be discovered and In understood the within the nervous system yeah. that it really just captivated me. And I became a neurologist.
0: Wow. Yes. That's kind of like going where no man's ever gone before. It's <laughs> exactly. like Star Trek, but instead of being the big, it's the little, right?
1: Yes. And, and it could, I'm like, hmm, I could. This could keep me captivated for a good forty years or so. (laughs) So it has. It has. And then you became a neurologist. Yes. And
0: subsequently, unbeknownst to you, we were just having this conversation on the timing. Yeah. Your brother ends up with what ALS?
1: Yes, my brother. I actually became a a neuromuscular neurologist, specializing in that. Actually, specialized in ALS, uh, which is Lou Gehrig's disease. It's a neurodegenerative condition. Yes. Uh, without a cure yet. Yes. And uh, then my brother developed ALS, and that really shifted. Even I mean, it took something I was passionate about, but it yeah. made it extremely personal. Oh my goodness! And it was really during that time that I, I really went after it with the Lord. I was like, Lord, you have the answers to every. You have every solution. You have every answer. You understand this. We need breakthrough. So that was a very pivotal moment, I think, in my journey with the Lord. is it?
0: I mean, what are the chances? I mean, you know, you, look, a lot of people have ALS, but yeah. but relatively few compared to the population.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You decide you want to be a neuroscientist, specifically specializing mm-hmm. in ALS,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then years later, your brother actually has ALS. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, what are even the chances of that?
1: I think it's. I think it's an example of how he works all things for our good, those that yeah. are called according to his plans and purposes, because, I. I mean, I know illness does not come from God. No, but he sees outside of space and time. He does, and so I really feel in retrospect when I looked at it, because I mean, obviously I felt the same way about that. Yeah, uh, but I realized, what if? What if this is part of my story? Yeah, what if, this was part of Troy's story. But he went before me, and I became a neurologist. And out of those connections came opportunities for him to get exceptional care. It actually led to – I was practicing in North Dakota at that time, and I saw the level of care that Troy was getting at the Mayo Clinic and uh, developed in a relationship with the ALS Association, which is a national organization. Okay. At that time, they did not have – An ALSA chapter in North Dakota or South Dakota, and uh, but I became friends with them through my brother's illness. They ended up adopting the state of North Dakota. I then moved to South Dakota, and they ended. I'm like I can't work without you guys, and they adopted South Dakota. So out of my brother's illness came care to two additional states through this amazing organization so
0: and probably 10 extra compassion for people in that situation yes I, yeah i, I mean, mean you're always you're, shaped you're living by living by some with somebody who is in that situation
1: yeah i think it yeah it it certainly anytime you go through your own personal illness or walk alongside mm-hmm. someone you you realize um uh, how tender those moments are yeah. when you have an opportunity to speak life into a circumstance mm-hmm. or speak death into a circumstance, hope or hopelessness. Yeah. And I think that that um, has changed as well the trajectory of my practice.
0: That, that's amazing. And, and now we have to tell this part of the story. It's a, it's a little bit of a side journey here. Okay. But your, you, your daughter, I believe it was just your daughter, came to our school of ministry. Mm-hmm. Is that yep, true? Yep. Do I daughter. remember that right? Mm-hmm. And she went to school ministry. I know you visited a couple of times. I know for sure graduation, because I right. remember talking to you. And uh, and and then you got intrigued, and I don't want to tell the rest of the story, but something happened. What happened?
1: Are you? Okay, you, well. You, you end up in our school. Oh, yes. That, oh, yeah. You about. just never know what, <laughs> what's going to happen. Yes, yeah, so I had, I mean, I'm so thankful for you and and Bill and just the fathers and mothers of this house. I mean, you have... You've spoken so much purpose and into my life, my husband's life, my children's lives, and so many people globally about what does it look like to partner with the Lord and and um, be a revivalist. Yeah. And along the way, kind of going back to the ALS story, I had asked the Lord for, I said, Lord, we need a breakthrough. And I had an encounter with the Father, and he said, I will do this. And out of that came a connection from something in this house that led me to become connected with with a gentleman who had seen a breakthrough in als through the microbiome yes and we decided to study that and do a little clinical trial a safety trial and that and as we saw that working i decided man i need some space and time to work on this project and at the same time, the Lord told my husband, uh, move to Reading and I'll tell you what's next. Oh, uh,
0: and you had a practice. I had were, a, oh, my goodness. I yeah, had, I mean, I had a very busy practice. Deeply I was rooted.
1: Deeply. I thought I was going to be there the rest of my career. Absolutely. I was chief of staff. I was busy. I was, But, you know, he said he'd tell us what's next. And so at the same time, we decided, well, Let's take. I'll take a sabbatical. I'll work on my research, and Don will, and we'll move here, and we'll see what's next, and. Uh but then I got a little jealous of Don being able to go to the school of ministry and I had to work. Well oh, that's right, he went. Yeah. Well no, we went together. Yeah, but, but beforehand I, mean, that, that was the idea, I decided right? yeah, beforehand I decided, wait a minute, I want to play too. And so really had the most amazing experience of Did you go two for years. two years? I did two. Yes. Years. Yeah. yeah. Was, did Don the, do two? He did one. Yeah, one. Yep. Yeah. yeah. yeah so. But it was it was fantastic to just it was actually a desire of my heart to just sit at his feet for a moment catch my breath listen to him
0: it's uh you know there are a lot of people that have separated science Mm. and and the supernatural and yeah we'll we'll say science and god really science and god and here we're talking about one of the top neurologists in america (laughs) you left everything went to specifically not just a ministry school the, the school is actually called, Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry. Right. Uh, so you knew what you were getting into mm-hmm. is my point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it, and you, you're still fully in science.
1: Mm-hmm. Doing research.
0: Doing research and praying for some breakthrough for these diseases. Mm-hmm. I'm counting on you from my wife. Mm-hmm. And you're still fully connected to Holy Spirit. Miracles. So you're seeing some miracles that defy the mm-hmm. laws of science and the laws of nature, mm-hmm. and you're seeing some really good stuff happen inside science, right? Which, how how do, how do you view those two things? Like are, in their in your in your mind and heart, are those two things separate? I, yes. I'm specifically saying, are science and God separate in your mind?
1: No, no. I think it's all interconnected. I think that. Science is about discovery, but what are we discovering? We're discovering the mysteries of creation and what God has what God has created. I mean, we, it's like Isaac Newton didn't dis, he didn't make gravity; he discovered gravity Did through science. It? But God made gravity, and the, and God made the human body with its intricacies. But then, just like that verse that, uh, you know, Proverbs twenty five. To, oh, to, is glory of God. to yeah, it is the glory of God to conceal a matter, and the glory of kings to search it out. That is science. Exactly. That and 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 that is like there are so many secrets and so many mysteries that are yet to be discovered. And what does God do with everything in our lives? He gives us an opportunity to participate in that.
0: That's amazing.
1: It's not. It's not either or. It's both and. And that's what I try to tell my patients too, because sometimes there's been a certain amount of animosity. <laughs> I know where you're going. Say, I can feel it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there is. There can be. It's like and, the
0: anti-science. Or yes. The
1: anti- and, and, and I've seen both spectrums yeah. of it. There's the, I want to be healed supernaturally. This is the way I want to see it. Or I want to be only healed naturally. And then there's, I don't want anything to do with that. I'm only, you know, give me the facts.
0: Yeah.
1: What if it's all together? What if God made everything? God Creates us as human beings. He makes us in His image, but He gives us all different talents. He makes some of us to be doctors, some of us to be pastors, some of us to be accountants. But if we can be connected to Him, then we're able to even on a greater lo- level mm-hmm. search out the answers and bring solutions.
0: You're, I mean, the the way you're speaking, it feels like you know um, Romans one says God's invisible attributes, His eternal power. And divine nature are clearly seen in what God made-hmm connecting directly what you're saying mm-hmm. so in my mind you can't separate God from science you because can't. the science is actually the discovery of the, the laws of nature which are the discovery of the nature of God yes right yes so those things are hundred percent integrated like I, I actually don't know how you can be a serious scientist and be an
1: atheist I think that that it's becoming increasingly difficult to do that. <laughs> it's becoming increasingly difficult. <laughs> and there are so many uh, scientists that are, uh, you know, spirit filled oh. believers at the same time. Absolutely. And they're able to uh, walk that line in a greater measure.
0: And then you're also connecting to, in this glory of God, this height of matter, glory of kings to search it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the ramifications of that would be that medicine mm-hmm. could actually be. A revealed answer like I'm talking about like re, like regular medicine right can be one of the ways that kings search out the problem, find an answer like the sons of viszca understood at yes. times, but then they knew what Israel should do right and medicine can actually be it actually can be god 's answer
1: it's a yeah it's a gift it's a gift it's, yeah. a gift. it's <laughs> an absolute gift those are every single and it doesn't have to come through a Christian it doesn't have it's like these are all gifts from god Mm -hmm. the advancements that i've seen in my career in neuroscience in treatments that we used to go "Hmm, good luck you know and now we have 20 different therapies available to treat that that's changing the trajectory of a person's illness even even uh, you know kathy's illness the treatments that exist now for parkinson's that didn't exist 20 years ago that came from increasing revelation and gifts of breakthroughs and understanding that uh, it's all part of what he does. And I, don't, I think it's unfair and it's a trap when we say, well, I can't have this. I need it only this way.
0: Yeah, because whatever God wants to, give, whatever way God wants to give it to you, he gets, right? Right. Yeah, it's all good. Do you you think? Um, I, I understand you're you're not speaking as a prophet, but as a doctor right now. Mm-hmm. But do you think that ALS, the, these these neurological diseases, do you see them in our lifetime being eradicated, like like pretty much like leprosy, pretty much like smallpox? Absolutely. Do little. you ever dream of a day when that will not be a problem?
1: I know that's going to happen. Because he told me it. I mean, so he. I asked him for it, and he said, I will do this. It's like, boom. I don't know when it's going to happen. Yes. But honestly, the trajectory of scientific understanding since he told me that in 2012 to what we have already, like the breakthroughs that have happened in the new therapies that exist in that brief period of time, he's doing it. He's doing it through science so there's acceleration. he's yeah oh there's a tremendous acceleration in als research interest research understanding therapies i'm watching it happen and and along the way i was like lord how are you going to be glorified by this you know wow and he, uh i just know he is and he will
0: i think one of the attractions that one of the reasons why you're here because i you know, we're, we're close friends so mm-hmm. Is that, you know, we've been, we've received several prophetic words, but in the beginning that the Lord wants to have a city Mm -hmm. where they would be such, it would be so under the influence of the kingdom that people would come and understand that there is a really good God who has a really good plan for you. And, and part of that would be part of the declaration was this will be the healthiest city in America and i think that i think that was part of the catalyst at least for you staying for sure mm-hmm. and you opened your own practice here talk right. about that and talk about that connection between this prophetic declaration like uh that reading will be one of the healthiest cities in america and how you are buying into that and and calling forth doctors neurologists scientists you, you know we need lab people we need all, yeah, we all need of everything. this yes yeah Speak to that.
1: Yeah. Well, I think um, first I want to say that there's the desires of our hearts sometimes are there planted by him all along the way, you know, right? Absolutely. And so back when I was in my fellowship at Mayo and I was planning on going into academic medicine, actually was planning on staying there and such, I got this thought, this mantra that actually uh, changed the trajectory of my career and my life. And it was that a person's health care should not be determined by their zip code.
0: Ooh, talk about that.
1: Well, I mean, if you grow up and you live in a large urban center and you have access to all the care that you need, that's one type of care. But what happens if you grew up in Fargo, North Dakota, or uh, Redding, California, Uh, or... Weed, California, Summer or Africa, remote, yeah. or wherever—you totally. know—it's like healthcare should not be determined by your zip code. And that led me to wow. actually leave academia and go practice in in North Dakota and subsequently South Dakota, because I wanted to make a difference in a place that maybe didn't have everything oh, I didn't know available. That part of your story—that's yeah. amazing. So then we come here for uh, my our. Playtime yes. and sabbatical, and Holy dis- Ghost yeah, whole, can't yep, overdose yeah. on the Holy Ghost. <laughs> and realize, then when the Lord said, "Move to Reading, and I'll tell you what's next." We discovered there was a tremendous need for what uh, what I do. There actually are fewer neurologists in the region. Our clinic services a catchment area of about six hundred thousand people. And yeah, that's what I kinda said. <laughs> it's a like call to the kings. The call to yes, the kings and queens, yeah. please. And and so but I was like, Oh, could we be a catalytic force? So we actually named our clinic Catalyst Neuromedical.
0: Wow. Ian, you're Catalyst. Cultural Catalyst. I there know. It it's all full with your name, circle. You take pictures of that right I there should. and put it in your office.
1: Yes. It's but beautiful. it was um the, and the thing I liked about the word catalyst for myself and for physicians and people in healthcare is I found a definition that it was a small transformative substance that is not, wait, now let me get it straight.
0: It's not self-changed.
1: A small transformative substance that is not consumed in the process. Wow. There you go. There you go. There's no burnout in the kingdom, <laughs> right?
0: So when you start feeling tired, you got to repeat that over yourself. And you have
1: to go, wait, what am I carrying that I'm not supposed to exactly, carry?
0: Exactly. There you go.
1: And so the other thing that is part of the the way I operate in life is I'm always just trying to watch for what he's doing and join him in what he's doing. Yep. And I do that with every patient. You know, I just open it up and we, see, we watch it unfold. And I realize that the little thoughts that are going through my head, when I have a renewed mind, yep. I'm, I'm able to, the thoughts are not always just my thoughts. Yep. They're actually his thoughts. Yep. And so it creates an atmosphere that allows us to see, um, breakthrough and instill hope, things like that.
0: Like spiritual intelligence.
1: Yeah. Yes. And what I also see though, which has me so excited because you can be, you can like take a mindset of lack and go, how in the world are we going to care for six hundred thousand people, right? Yeah. There's more neurologists per capita in Africa than there are in Northern California. <laughs> Ooh, wow, that's <laughs> but, something. But that's lack. Or yeah. instead, is it, Lord, what are you doing? And what I, and as we've developed friendships with other doctors, we've discovered so many other nurses and doctors. They're like, I never thought I'd end up in California. I never thought I'd end up in Reading. The Lord told me to come here, and and we're here. And so when I start seeing that, I see he's assembling the kings, the queens, people that know him and want to make a difference. If we're really going to try and transform a Mm -hmm. community, how do we do that? And that's where I found that I wanted an opportunity after going through BSSM to be able to be fully authentic, to give him space to uh, be there, his presence to be there, to give us opportunities to give, bring the best of medicine with the best of him and his presence into the circumstance, and that's what really led to the birth of Catholic Catalyst.
0: And so, when you're working with a patient,
1: mm-hmm.
0: how are you how are you integrating? Let's just say what you learned in school ministry, right? And and in the Bible and your relationship with God and what you've learned in medicine with your education, how are you blending those two?
1: I think it's just, again, this both and, and it's a level of posturing of my heart to just be watching for what he's doing and just joining him. I don't go in with an agenda other than to love people, to give them the best possible care, to bring everything I can as a trained neuroscientist and and clinician, at the same time just creating an opportunity to watch. And so if that, if the door opens for me to be able to speak a word of truth or hope into them or pray with them, it all just, it's a dance that we walk through. And I realized along the way that the little flybys of, oh, I should order this test, or we should <laughs> do this, or what about this? Even the questioning, he is so interwoven into everything that we do that we can just surrender and and realize that he's just as responsible for that thought as I am responsible for that thought. Yeah, he loves it's your so patient much, more than you do. He does. And
0: and so those, those little inspirational thoughts, I, I have those all the time, obviously not in medicine, but in in the work that i do right. i'm sitting with someone they're telling me their problem they're there for they're there for a solution and you know and I, I i literally i'm spending 20 minutes listening to the problem thinking i have no idea what to say mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden this little thought comes in my mind it right. sometimes is not a big like woo or a scripture or open vision and, you know it, it's just sometimes it's just this thought like ask this question mm-hmm. and that opens the door to a whole nother direction and we find, we find a solution in in that would have never happened if we didn't ask that question or if we didn't do that right. thing. Mm-hmm. That's really beautiful. Yeah. You know, I had much v- simpler. Much I think it's
1: much simpler <laughs> it, it, when we just realize that, I mean, that's what Jesus Jesus did. He did what he saw the Father doing, right? And so he, exactly. we just get to, if we just are like Jesus, then...
0: It takes the pressure off too, right? With you, with patience, yes. who, who sometimes have... De- debilitating diseases mm-hmm. you could go home at night and carry those if if you're not careful mm-hmm. which is the burnout side mm-hmm. or you're like okay i am i'm in partnership with the holy spirit mm-hmm. he loves them more than i do it's his responsibility to to heal them fix them right. help them and i'm just his partner yes that's that's beautiful the and yoke is easy then the yoke less is easy. burnout yeah, there you go. <laughs> I had this vision. Oh, gosh, it's been several months ago now. I'm terrible with time. But I uh, I actually woke up in the middle of the night and to this, this voice saying, the kings are coming, the kings are coming. Mm-hmm. And when I kind of rattled myself fully awake, I had this vision. I won't say it was an open vision, but I saw it really clearly in my mind. And it, it, the kings, were, they were dressed in lab coats. They were dressed as doctors. They were dressed as yes. nurses. They were dressed as mechanics and engineers and technologists and, and pastors. And, and, I, I, and I heard the Lord say, blow the trumpet and rally the kings. And then he said, I'm sending you reinforcements. And, um, and so uh, you know, I, I know that we're in this, in this uh, time right now where the Lord, it's kind of like a Holy Spirit magnetic attraction, mm-hmm. where the, the Lord is actually bringing people to our to our to our city, to our to our county, to our to our Northern California area, mm-hmm. and that He is specifically wants us to be one of the things, the happiest place on earth, the healthiest place on earth, the most innovative, creative, revelatory place on earth, and and uh, and the most hopeful place on earth. Mm-hmm. And I really do believe that we're in this time where the Lord is actually attracting kings. And when I say kings, I'm talking about not male or female. I'm talking about people of influence who are excellent in their field, whatever that would be, Mm -hmm. who have a heart for for God and who have a heart to to be with like-minded people that want to transform culture. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you are a doctor, but you're also a reformist. Like you're a reformer, so is Dawn, your husband. Mm-hmm. He's a teacher, but he's also a reformer. And so, we're finding like we're the Lord is hiding revivalists, He's disguising them as doctors, as nurses, as teachers, as pastors, as uh, technologists, as mechanics, as, you know, as as moms and dads. Mm-hmm. And they look like ordinary people, but actually, inside them is this treasure of the kingdom.
1: I see it happening, Chris. Mm-hmm. It's so exciting because, uh, there are. As we're getting more and more connected with people in the medical community, we're discovering that they have been called to Reading just like we have. People like, oh, I never thought I would live here, and now they're here. Totally. And as we're connecting, it creates a level of expectation of goodness yes. and hope. And then when you speak words like that, reinforcements are coming. We're just like, yeah, Exactly. Because what could it look like if he brought... His people together.
0: Karen, what could it look like? What
1: could it look like? What could it look it like, in, look in, the, like...
0: In, in the area that you that you have authority in, in your metron, what yes. could it look like?
1: It could look like people called to medicine that are experiencing the joy of their calling. It could look like breakthroughs in discovery. It could look like the healthiest city of all and not just health among the patients health yeah. among the providers mm-hmm. it could it could be a transformation <laughs> i feel that redding and northern california is actually positioned beautifully for us to bring in solutions to a situation that has been difficult for a number of years it could be a rebuilding with the oh, oaks wow. it it could be it it could be a Nehemiah moment. I really believe that fully. I'm seeing it happen because I see him calling people here and I see us getting connected. And I go, what would happen if we who are called are praying? We're Our practices, our places of worship just through what we do. And we also have the kind of anointing of yeah. innovation, yeah. the, the, Invention, the innovation, in, yes, I, 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 the apostolic. Yeah. I think that we are going to create something wow. here that is going to be a light on a hill.
0: I'm getting the Holy Ghost
1: goosebumps. <laughs> Good. <laughs> and yeah. I, I really know it's going to happen. I just know in my heart it's going to happen, but it does require people to sacrifice. It requires people to change the trajectory of what they thought Mm -hmm. it requires courage and grit um it requires surrender but i can tell you it is so worth it like what i get to do the difference i get to make here in my practice and the beauty of walking alongside with fellow um just my whole team yes every bit of it it's like this is what i was created to do
0: wouldn't it be awesome if the breakthrough for Parkinson's and ALS and all of these debilitating diseases that, you know, that, you know, lessen and, and take the life of so many people could actually the cure could be found here in Reading. <laughs> Would that be amazing? It'd be like the Tesla Center for Medicine. That That's what I pray. I pray for my wife every day, of course, because yeah. you're, you're her, her doctor and she has... She's doing remarkably well. She's doing remarkably well, and and that's partly to you and and the Lord, Mm -hmm. the way that you've uh, coupled science for her. But I I pray for you often because, you know, I'm like, I I have this prophetic word when she got diagnosed many years ago that the cure for her would be the cure for thousands. Amen. So I'm like, Lord, give Karen a breakthrough in this. (laughs) medicine for my wife but let it let it you know let it be like smallpox mm-hmm. let it let it let it be like you know so many diseases that our you know our grandparents and our great-grandparents died from that we don't even hear about anymore mm-hmm. and uh, and that's my prayer for all the, all these brain diseases that you know are, are rocking people's world in a bad way and i'm just so thankful for you and so thankful for Dawn, and I'm so thankful that you moved here, that you're developing a medical community um, that is such that moves in excellence but also moves in the power of the Spirit. Thank you so much for being on today.
1: Thank you. You're That's, one of my favorite people. You're one of my favorite people, for sure. <laughs>
0: God bless you. you. Well, hey, thanks so much for being with us. If you're somebody that has one of these debilitating diseases, there is so much hope. Mm-hmm. I see Kathy getting better. I see, I hear, because I'm in that world, I hear, see so many other people getting well. I see people getting even supernatural cures. Met a gentleman just three months ago that got supernaturally healed from Parkinson's who couldn't walk and talk. And so the Lord is working on both these sides, and we're seeing, we're seeing God just, he loves people, he hates disease, and he is giving us, uh, the, the, the knowledge of kings is breaking the power of disease. God bless you. Join us next week. We're going to have another wonderful guest. Thank you, Karen.
1: Thank you, Chris.
0: Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. To stay connected, you can sign up for my weekly newsletter at chrisvalenton.com forward slash subscribe. God bless you.